0: This is great news. Making money off your pain, parading the family tragedy, trotting it out like a fucking tarted-up pig, so people will think you're an artist. You're pathetic. Drop it. it. Duncan and both come correct.
1: Man, I. All right, I kind of have. I haven't really talked about this whole Will Smith being slapped <laughs> thing. And the only thing I will say, I kind of come down. Uh, I don't know if you read the. Um, the post that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote about. I
0: it. did read it. It was incredibly was, well written.
1: Yes, I was like that. That is, yeah, that is absolutely my feelings on. <laughs> it. I was like,
0: nailed it. Yeah, that, uh, like pretty just, much. Yeah. It's
1: embarrassing for everybody involved. Yeah. Uh, it like he should have been removed from the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know there's talk of just banning him from the uh, the academy. Outright, I mean, he's, resi- and-
0: he's he's I don't know if you read this last night. In him, that he has uh, resigned from the academy. I, d- I don't know what that ah, means. That's fine. Um, and I also think he's he said he did it before the outcome of any internal investigation, which I think means he gets to keep his award. Which I mean. <laughs> I can't think of any occasion where someone can get up on stage, publicly slap someone, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh sit down, not be removed, then five minutes later go up, accept an award where everyone cheers him.
1: Yeah, I all right. So the the other thing is that that like groundswell of like, well, his you know, he was defending his wife's honor. And I'm just like Maybe I am a a cuck in my old age or something, so <laughs> but any of the women that I date, if yeah. I were to pull some shit like that, they would be pissed at me for having gotten up in their business.
0: I've got yeah yeah, like my, my wife is more than capable of handling herself. <clears throat> right, um, they, they, and I, I dare yeah. say if the is if Chris Rock decided to. To crack any what uh, any jokes at my wife's expense, she would open a can of whip ass on him. <laughs> like, yeah. you don't you don't you don't go into you, you, t- <laughs> you do not I told you before, like my like my, my wife, I think it was like the third time she met my mum, um like referred to me in front of my mother as a fuck nugget. Um so
1: I do I do like your wife a lot as a,
0: as a term of affection, bo. So um, you know, so like I, like i don't i don't know I, I like i i watched it with with the 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 cringe that everyone should have had watching something like that um and all the all the kind of the i think actually weirdly enough um like jim Carrey, like who just appears every and had a really good take on it where he was just like that ah, it's embarrassing the whole thing's embarrassing the whole the whole system of hollywood it's kind of embarrassing um and he's like, that if I was Chris Rock, I would have sued him for what was he said, two two 200 million, I would have sued him yeah. for because that clip is going to exist online for all time.
1: Well, you know, also apparently Chris Smith, uh, Chris Smith, Chris, Chris Rock, I can, I conflated them into one person. You have,
0: bl- you've Brundle flyed them together. I
1: did fly them. <laughs> um, but apparently his ticket sales have gone through the roof. On the of back course end they have. End. Of so, course they have. You know, I just publicly invite Will Smith to smack me right into a better <laughs> tax bracket. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really Cringe. unfortunate. It's really stupid. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I'm of the mind that like any time that you resort to violence, especially in a setting like that where it's just a bunch of rich people sitting around having dinner and yeah. handing each other awards like that is not a setting for violence and no no
0: no no uh, oh, there's a there's another thing that's been doing the rims which is an interview on the i don't know if you saw this the uh, when did we become the Jay leno show um did, did you see this did you see this um the, yeah, see this? The, yeah. <laughs> um i do cars now um there's a there, there's a clip going around from an Arsenio hall um an interview from 94 where will smith's on that and will smith publicly um cracks a joke at a member of the house band who's a lady with alopecia yeah it's
1: yeah uh, anyway it's it's all stupid. time is a
0: flat circle ball time is a flat circle
1: um all right so i've got yeah, oh. before we get into the movie stuff um so i've got another story for you
0: oh wow so you
1: and i have uh you have two dogs right
0: i have three dogs three dogs i know why you would think i know i know why you're saying that because like like you weigh them together and they may make a dog so you just assume there's another one there as well yeah i I get that
1: it's funny you said that because i was gonna say i have the equivalent of those three dogs in just the Wonder Mud. Just the
0: leg of the your dog that yeah. you have, is my three dogs combined, so... Yeah. so are I, you about to tell me you're about to get a second dog? No, 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 no. Jesus, I was about to say, but what are you doing? No, no,
1: no. The, yeah, this guy's planning. No, the story is that uh Johnson, the Wonder Dog, Yeah. last week, this is coming off, like, I just got back from a cruise and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, which is why I, I have so much color, and <laughs> it, um. The week after I get back, Johnson just starts shitting everywhere, and he's not on any different food or anything. And I'm like, "Yeah, oh no, like you know." And I, you do the stupid thing, which is to go online, and every diagnosis online is like, "Oh, your dog's intestines are just yeah, yeah, out. yeah." Doctor
0: Google, Doctor Google, always gives you the worst <laughs> yeah. uh, result. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> so I I end up talking to the vet a number of times throughout the week of like mm-hmm. you know. Hey, Dr. Vet. Um, my dog keeps shitting, and they're like, "Okay, just you make some food that's like rice and chicken and boiled chicken, yeah. so that uh, it's the most you know inane kind of food that you can feed a yeah. dog, so it resets their their uh, just their stomach and so forth." Yeah, and resets not- the router
0: bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it literally resets the router. That's all it is. Yeah, <laughs> things come back on. Like it's like that scene in Jurassic Park where they just have to run it and then do that yeah thing and everything starts coming on yep that is literally what it does rice and chicken every single day and the same for me just plain rice and chicken resets me
1: so uh i do that but it's still not getting better it's been like four or five days and right. and you know so <laughs> i talked to my vet and i'm like hey when can i i i, I just want to bring him in and make sure that it's not something more serious and uh She's like, look, I, I'm, I've got kind of booked up. So you're going to need to bring him in Sunday morning, which is kind of the mm. emergency time. And just get, get here early and we'll take a look at him. And I'm like, oh, that sounds expensive. Emergency vet yeah. sounds pricey. In the yeah. grand scheme of things, it was not too bad. So I, I take him in there. They, <laughs> he immediately gets, gets away from me getting out of the car and proceeds to have yet another runny shit. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Like, this is this is reflecting badly on both of us. And yeah. um, so they're, they they check about, you know, and they're like, okay, he doesn't have Giardia, which, you know, that's really good. Doesn't appear to have any kind of blockage. Here's some antibiotics. Here's some probiotics. Mm. Um, you know, just general stuff and, and keep up with the chicken and rice. And, you know, th- this should all kind of resolve itself. And if it doesn't, let us know. And, and in fairness, in and out of there with all the, the medicine form and everything for under 200 bucks. So I'm...
0: That's pretty fucking great, boy. Yeah,
1: yeah very pleased. And <laughs> so anyway, on the back of this, like I start giving him the antibiotics and, and that kind of thing. And, the, and Johnson is good because he eats just like, you know, Cookie Monster. Yeah. So... I can just throw the antibiotics in with his food and it will just get gobbled up with everything else. (laughs) And so then there proceeds to be a period of like three days where he doesn't shit at all. (laughs) And so I'm calling my vet back and I'm like, Hey, I've got kind of the reverse problem now where this dog that had just been a sieve. Yeah now isn't pooping at all and she was like actually that's not that uncommon because he had kind of emptied the chamber yeah and is now refilling it and you know give it a uh, give it another day or two and then call me if if it's a real problem but more likely than not it's just that his system is kind of getting back to normal and it takes some time for all that stuff to work its way through and i was like okay (laughs) and and then i realized and he's fine now like the, the moral of the story he's totally fine um but I had talked to my vet about my dog shit so much that it forged this kind of closeness. Oh yeah, that yeah. you don't really expect, like like you have with the GP or something. Mm-hmm. And so I just called her yesterday, and she was like, "Is everything okay with the Johnson? Is his stomach all, all all right?" And I was like, "Yeah, he's fine, but I've been dealing with some stuff." <laughs> <laughs> and I just wanted your take on it. Cause I really feel like we've got to know one another. <laughs>
0: hey, at those rates is cheaper than an actual therapy. Yeah.
1: So. Oh yeah. My therapist is way too expensive for this kind of <laughs> shit. This is like low level stuff. This isn't, I need to bring in the therapist stuff. Um, this is more like, Hey, why haven't I shaved in a week? Kind of yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, um, which <laughs> the answer to that is because that's the last time I went on a date. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time I had to be presentable for you other humans, so
0: <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> oh man.
1: uh although I did go to uh the that interactive Van Gogh exhibit that's been touring around. I don't know Oh was, nice. Yeah. how did you get on? Uh what? Now?
0: I said how did you get on? Oh. It was good.
1: I thought you said who did you get on? I was like, Duncan. Hey, uh, who did you how, get on? How I how get... rude <laughs> um, <laughs> It was it was okay. I don't know like I got the tickets as a gift and I think if I had paid for it I would have felt a a little cheated. Oh, man. you know, I mean, it was, was cool. it a
0: pirate dance long again.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. It was cool, and it was really interesting, and, and it's really like it's a good experience. But the tickets yeah. were like sixty bucks, and I don't know that it was sixty bucks mm. good. Like if I yeah. paid thirty, I would have been totally fine with it. But yeah. sixty seemed a little pricey. Um, but like I said, I didn't pay for the ticket, so fuck it. Um, yeah, and uh, and better yet, it was a gift from my now ex girlfriend. That I uh, took a date on, which felt like I was really, you know, turning the knife. I mean, she didn't give a shit, but I felt better about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but it was cool. Um, the, my favorite thing was that they had a lot of uh, Van Gogh merch on your way out. Oh, uh,
0: yeah.
1: And the best was uh, there was like a Van Gogh starter kit that you could get for kids. That mm-hmm. is just the number of a local prostitute and a straight razor. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so how are you
0: i'm I'd like i can't top that <laughs> nor will i uh yeah i'm great i'm great uh doesn't feel like it's been a couple of weeks since we did one of these but then like i'm avoiding this uh slasher tv show like the fucking plague yeah. uh, so much so that you messaged me last night and we're like have you even watched it yet and i was like i will watch it right before we record and i will not let it even enter my thought um, at all and then I watched it right before we recorded and then I made a bold statement to you Bo which is I think this is the worst season of Slasher I think anyone that says this isn't the worst season of Slasher um, has no concept of what it is to go back to back on these seasons I think they've had the passage of time in between them like a year or two years (laughs) or whatever that is I think when you go back to back on them this one is easily and I see this with like a great deal of confidence. This is easily the worst. in the writing, and the acting, and the fucking flashbacks, um, and just everything. It's just, it, it's not even dumb. It's just a complete waste of energy. Really, so yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about episode five, Bobo, I've, uh, I've Back I've, half and all.
1: I've gotten to the point where if Dawn is not on screen, I just don't give a shit.
0: Like uh, yeah, I'd switch off. Yeah. yeah totally uh, switch off. Uh, well, well, let's talk uh, about
1: uh, some some movies, good and bad here, Duncan. Um, yep. and uh, you want to go first? You got You got anything?
0: Yeah, I've got a good. Um, I went out to check out that new Ty West movie, that X. Oh yeah, um, really, really, really good. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I like, thought that was it. I think it's it's an interest. It's an interesting thing because I think. Instantly, when that movie came out, there was a like we like we do with uh, I think horror might be the only genre that actually fucking does this, where like you you instantly start talking about legacy of director mm-hmm. like very early in a career. Ty West was one like as soon as Ty West had The Innkeepers out, people were saying master of horror like straight away. And I mean that was essentially his third movie. If you remove Roost from it, which was an indie movie, if anything, um, you know people are instantly talking about that and you know sacrament got a bit of a you know a bit of a backlash um, Not a from the,
1: the marketing on that was the real
0: yeah like, yeah i, I like about. the thing is i've watched my initial viewing i wasn't a fan i've watched it twice since then the last time i watched it, i was like this is a really well put together movie it's just it's just familiar his biggest issue is that it claims to be... in a, It does the reverse of every other horror movie where it claims to be a completely original story and it's clearly Jonestown, right? Whereas every other movie does the based on a true story where it's clearly not a true story. So, yeah. like, it's the, it's the reverse of that. Um, but... You know he's obviously been away, he's done some stuff, he's done some TV, um, etc. So him coming back with E24 was really interesting. And then before it came out over here, we'd already heard, oh, he shot a prequel to this movie. And I was like, Well, that seems a bit strange because that's not what E24 does. E24 has never released a movie that has a sequel. No, everything, yeah. everything that yeah, everything that label's done is standalone. So that's 10 years of movies which are one and duns. So I was like, "That this is like even even more bizarre. Um, and then the news that had come out that he'd filmed at the same time. Um, so basically back, the Corman approach, back to back, what to use, same locations, same actors. Um, and then I watched it and I found it, once again, not the most original thing I've ever seen. Funny, dark, incredibly well shot. Uh, very referential to the, the the horror genre and in a way when it finished and I was like oh we're getting a prequel to this I was like I would watch that prequel and I am not a prequel guy I am I'm the exact opposite I, I'm like you know, like as soon as you start making prequels all you're doing is creating plot holes in the movie that I've just watched because you'll not answer everything or you'll miss a point and I'll be like well that doesn't tie into that logically um but yeah I'm, I'm like totally in for it. So I I thought it was really, 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 really good. I think the only negative I would say, and I would see why people would say it, is I think there's a laziness in saying what the comparisons to the movie have been from a market point of view, is, is Boogie Nights meets the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. It's Boogie Nights in that it deals with porn, but it doesn't deal with porn like *Boogie Nights* deals with porn. And it's, you know, it's, it's *Texas Chainsaw Massacre* in that it's a house in the middle of a field in the middle of Texas, and there's an old couple. They're a little bit creepy. That's about the extent, like, of the comparison. So, like, I think you, you're you're better actually just going down the road of it's a, you know, it's a slasher, as you know, as a as kind of it's, it's a like gory slasher movie which has a dark sensibility about it, and um, boy, does that have a lot of Chekhov set-ups and deliveries all the way right through it. In a way that I kind of... Enjoy- I got to the end, and I was like, that was a hoot. Welcome back to the horror genre, Ty West. Mm-hmm. Just keep just keep making movies here, because, like like I said, I don't think he's made a bad movie, um, and I would like to see... I-, I would like to see more, as they say in Starship Troopers. All right.
1: So... Um... Well done. I, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I am behind on literally every movie. But <laughs> but uh, speaking of of kind of kinda catching up, though, Duncan, Ooh. I have a movie that uh, I don't know if you recommended to me. I know Kate Pollack did. Uh-oh. So uh, th- this could be like a, a little one-two punch. Anyway, finally caught up to the movie Fresh with uh, Sebastian Stan and Daisy Ridley Jefferson. That's not yes.
0: I didn't recommend that.
1: Okay, so the I, I for some reason I thought you had also. Let me get her actual name. Her name is Daisy something, and then I just started saying words. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna give you the same recommendation that Kate gave me, and I think it's the way to approach this. Daisy mm-hmm. Edgar Jones is the yes.
0: Uh, I'm now looking at this. I have not seen this movie.
1: Okay. So the basic premise is that Daisy Edgar Jones is uh, just a a young woman trying to find a guy. Nothing unusual about this. She Mm -hmm. ends up um, meeting Sebastian Stan of Winter Soldier fame. Yep. Uh, but Pam and Tommy, like, it turns out he's a really good actor. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, That's the tale bull.
1: Yeah, very, very good in this. And, um, you know, they, they start seeing each other a little bit. He seems like a really nice guy. And then he invites her to a getaway where she is going to be kind of cut off from... People and communication and oh, and I will not go any further with what is what's actually going on there because it, it's kind of worth the ride mm-hmm. and it's really good, Duncan. It's like ah. like if I were putting together a top ten of the year so far, it would be on that list. It is go. Uh, cool. it, it's it's really interesting and it's kind of funny and it's really well directed and the performances are all good and it gets gruesome in in some ways that are like oh okay so we're gonna go here fantastic (laughs) um and and it has kind of a like the the resolution of the of the movie is really satisfying um like i said the the less you know about it like i've i even wonder if i've said too much but Uh, you know Mm -hmm. that like I've given you the the setup that leads to here is the actual plot um and it's it's very very good it's and it's really like uh Daisy Edgar Jones in particular is um is incredibly charming in the movie Mm -hmm. in a way that like early on you're you're just kind of like I'm on her side I think she seems like a really good person and I want things to work out for her yeah and, and so when things start to get a little hairy, uh then you're like, oh, I you know, and she she makes a lot of very smart decisions in a very extreme situation. Where you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I see how she's going to navigate this and this is really smart, and also kind of plays to the weaknesses of, you know, the the uh antagonist of the film. Um but it's yeah it's really good if you haven't seen fresh it's a, it's on hulu right now um my biggest complaint is it really a complaint well, before i say this let me I, I was gonna say it might be a little, a little my, long. My,
0: my biggest complaint is that this movie cares too much um
1: uh, it, yeah it's it it works too late and too hard <laughs> <laughs> and and cares too much about its customers. Um, <laughs> um I, I was looking at the runtime. Yeah, yeah it's long. almost yeah, it's almost two hours. You can maybe shave 10 minutes out of this thing, and it would yeah. be a little bit sharper, but I, it's still, you know,
0: that. if it's made for Hulu, you know, once again, it's what we've been saying. If it's made for a streaming service, now all those things are like, eh, it's maybe a little bit long, and that's because I think the anticipate audiences will hit a pause, go, you know, go grab a snack or something, come back, hit a play, or you know, watch over two nights or three nights or four nights or whatever yeah. it is. So, uh, yeah, no, I will, I will check that out. Let it's me, very- let me hit you with my. Uh, Not bad, because I don't have any bads. Um, But one that, like, was really, 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 really interesting. Um, In fact, I would say it's one of my favourite things I've seen this year. Um, However, is being marketed as a horror movie. I don't know if it's a horror movie. Um, But it's... I don't know, it's occupied more space in my brain since I watched it than than anything else that I've seen this year. Um, it's, a, it's a movie that will be out very soon, actually. I think uh, HBO acquired the rights to it over in the States for their streaming channel, but it's a, technically classed as a found footage movie. It's not a found footage movie. Um, we're All Going to the World's Fair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a screener in for that. Speak to me at the end and uh remind me and I'll right. I'll hook you up. Um I, I, I kinda, it kinda blew me away. Like it's a first time filmmaker, well, first time director for a feature, um, leading actress is it's her first movie. And there's something surprisingly real and compelling and ethereal there's a there's a quality that really made me kind of think about (laughs) without sounding pretentious um the world the internet connectivity like this movie weirdly would the the way i was describing it it, like it would pair surprisingly well with a movie like pulse Mm. even though pulse gives you the kind of like like the Japanese version of what the, you know, the internet and technology is doing to essentially the connectivity and interpersonal relationships that people actually don't have anymore in a, in a country like Japan and a city like Tokyo. Uh, this is kind of dealing with, if you live in the middle of nowhere, America, small town America, and you are a bit niche and you don't have friends, the internet's your outlet. Um, it's where you can craft who you are and it kind of deals a bit with the reason it's kind of getting pegged as a as a horror movie and i can kind of see why it reminds me it has a lot of shared dna with that documentary hbo put out about the slender man mm. you know the yeah, two yeah. girls once again would pair exquisitely with that but it's kind of dealing with as dealing with the, the the idea of how that can consume, you know, how an internet, like just reading on that, if you don't have the right people there guiding you or the right relationships or the right... um, The the ability to actually face-to-face sit down with someone, how that can actually stunt your understanding and perception of the world. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side, there is a really dark through line, like a really dark through line in that movie that goes, but it is essentially a tour de force of a young actress who plays
1: Anna Cobb I believe is yeah just
0: like she's she's really 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 fucking good like really like in that watching her I believed that like everything she was doing was real um like she just come across as yeah I could I could imagine someone like this in the world um yeah like it's 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 a small indie affair. It doesn't look like there's a lot of money being spent on it at all. It leaves a lot up to the imagination. It doesn't really go out of its way to explain much, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But it's not that obtuse that at the end that you're like, well, that doesn't make a, a lick of fucking sense. You know, you will come away with it with an opinion. But it's just, it's got a fucking incredible score as well. Like an absolutely incredible score. Um, and it's just kind of sat there for me since I watched it and I saw it like almost close to two weeks ago and it's still just sitting at the back of my brain just kind of it's built its own Occupy Wall Street commune uh, where it's just, you know it's just there and it's not left and uh, I'm under embargo about actually physically reviewing it uh, but I will be putting a review out and I will be getting the Baz on with me as well Um, because like the Baz is a he's got he's got a daughter who's just turned 19 Um, And I I think his perspective of what she was like with the internet, he's got very strong views on the internet already, um, could be really interesting from two different perspectives. Him being the parent of a kid who is, you know, much older with the internet and me with, you know, a kid that's turning eight this month, who is like super aware of the internet, like to to the point that we we bought her, to go off on a slight tangent, bought her a t-shirt, uh, last week that had the Nirvana logo on it because she saw it, she loved it, she thought it was really cool, got it. And I'm I'm one of these, I, I hate the idea of someone wearing a band T-shirt and not having listened to the band. It's just the, this, the old school mentality. So she'd asked about it, so played some Nirvana songs in the car for her, which she liked, right. uh, which shouldn't surprise me. I listened to a lot of like rock and metal anyway, um, but she liked it. And then she'd asked me if the band were still going. And I was like, well, no, I was like, yeah, the singer died a long time ago. And I didn't really give her much more details about that. Um, and about 20 minutes after she come into the house, she was downstairs. She'd went upstairs on her iPad, Googled Nirvana, uh, went on the Wikipedia page, found out the singer had committed suicide and did a lot of drugs. And then there was a lengthy conversation about, one, her internet use, um, and two, about the band, which spiralled out in there. This, you know, much bigger conversation. stuff as well so she's grown up with the internet as a tool yeah it's just a device you know like if you need to know something internet um so i I, it'll be an interesting conversation from there but first and foremost as a movie um i think it's it was getting a lot of buzz last year from the festival scene and i kind of see why critics are so high on it Uh, i just happen to think along the lines of a lot of critics i imagine if you're watching it to be scared
1: maybe not it's yeah.
0: not yeah it's not that sort of movie at all and uh, not not even in the same sphere as that sort of movie but it's it's kind of fascinating so um i will uh hook you up uh i, I appreciate
1: it. it looks fascinating it looks like kind of my jam yeah, yeah, yeah. Because...
0: It's, it's, if anything else even if you don't like it very much like come true like you know we had that conversation you were like i was with the whole movie kind of fell apart in the last you know one minute yeah, the journey throughout the whole thing is just really compelling and fascinating, um, and it's just done in a way that I've not seen done before. It's, t- it's t- tackling a subject matter I've seen plenty of filmmakers do, but it's just doing it in a, a more kind of vulnerable, personable way. So that's my not bad actually. This is kind of fucking amazing. Um, uh, kind of slant on things definitely in in my tops for the year thus far uh what about you you always watch trash there's some trash in there somewhere that needs to be needs to be flung out but what's the trash
1: i i just want that on my my grave marker always watch trash um
0: <laughs> well you keep me writing a lot of it like there's a there's a lot of stuff that like special the Shudder stuff where you're like that i watched this it's really fucking bad and i'm like cool i don't need to watch that now it's scratched that from the list uh, what did you uh what, what what are you gonna put me off this this uh, week
1: uh also new to Shudder, duncan
0: Oh, you're joking! No, is no, that no. This is
1: perfect. Um, yeah, thanks for setting up that little t ball. Um, yeah, the it, it's a movie called The Bunker Game that, uh, Shutter. Oh, I'm not. I mean,
0: okay.
1: No reason for you to be aware of it. No reason for you to watch <laughs> it. Um, here is the premise, and and this is why I watch it because I thought the premise was actually kind of cool, which is cool. uh, there's this like underground World War II bunker. Uh-huh. And a bunch of larpers are using it for, like, hey, we're gonna go into this bunker for a weekend, and we're gonna do our role play business. But yep. they're not doing like medieval kind of Dungeons and Dragons role play. It's much more like a Fallout kind of scenario of like, oh, we're gonna, oh, do, cool, yeah, we're gonna do this post apocalyptic kind of role playing where the Germans basically towards the end of World War Two. Just went all out on like chemical warfare and that kind of thing. Mm. And so this is the society that's been existing post-World War II in this bunker. Is the role play side of it. And anyway, the, the main character is a woman who uh, they've been... The, one of the problems of the movie is that the implication is that they've all been doing this for like a week or two. And you're like, mm, all right. this seems <laughs> extreme. Like I, I understand, there's that whole Disney Star Wars hotel and whatnot, where you go away for a week and you're, uh, you're on a Star Wars ship or whatever. Um, but this seems like a big ask, and there are a lot of people doing it and right. and maybe i'm just not tuned into that culture duncan i fully admit i'm not a larp. i don't know
0: you went to an interactive van gogh exhibit i mean i, I would like to like you're the most cultured out of the two of us the van gogh
1: larping scene not as big <laughs> as you might think <laughs> it's it's just a lot of like plaintive it means something to me you know yeah um that's Uh, For listeners out there, that is a little bit of the film *Lust for Life*, starring Kirk Mm. Douglas as Van Gogh, uh, which I urge you to see if you've never seen it. Because Kirk Douglas and Van Gogh in the same sentence just it goes together, match
0: made in heaven.
1: Yeah. So, at any rate, Duncan. So what what uh, what happens is all of the main, all of the guests kind of take off, and it's really just the staff that's left Mm -hmm. and it turns out that the bunker is surprise surprise kind of haunted and it goes through this sort of like okay why is it haunted who is haunting it that kind of thing the problem with the movie duncan is that it's so boring (laughs) (laughs)
0: like everything you've said just now sounds like the most exciting shit ever
1: it sounds really good i agree when i watched it i was like oh this sounds like it may be a real kind of diamond in the rough that, you know, th- this has a lot of interesting elements.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it doesn't do that much with the whole LARPing scenario other than yet one of the characters is a little too into being a Nazi. Um, oh, that man. kind of thing. And the main character, this this woman who is uh, like part of the staff, is, oh my goodness, turns out she's pregnant and... It, it, like it's one of those things where I, it almost feels like part of the script was written by computer intelligence you know yeah. where it's like yeah. okay take a bunch of horror tropes and throw it all into this script um yeah it, it's a little bit of a bummer it, it it's just really dull by the time you get around to oh here's what's actually going on the movie's over yeah. and it's like why didn't you just why why don't you set this up You know, pay off the, like, okay, here's what the ghost is and what the ghost wants, and let your third act really be that. Yeah. As opposed to the last ten minutes, you kind of, (sighs) like, oh, all right, I I guess I see everything that's going on now. But at this point, I just don't care.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a real bummer, because there has been some great stuff that Shudder has has put out recently Mm -hmm. and and i appreciate the fact that they're grabbing up these kind of indie horror movies and giving them a home and trying to elevate them you know or at least in terms of awareness uh you know like the spine of night was one that they just picked up and Mm -hmm. and i think that's a really interesting movie it's not a hundred percent for me but i thought it was kind of rad and uh, at least in what it's trying to accomplish. And, mm-hmm. you know, for every Spine of Night and The Boy Behind the Door, yeah, there's one of these where yeah. you're like... It's, eh. it's,
0: yeah, there's a, there's a weird... We mentioned it before, there's a weird balance. They've got um, that, the seller that I just saw at Fright Fest is this month. So you'll be able to check it out and see if I was far away from my comparisons directly to... Fucking Hellraiser, uh, which that movie has a hard on for so much. It's like Hellraiser with a little bit of the Beyond, but not as good as either. But I, I know you'll check it out, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yes. Let me hit you up with a doc though, uh because I have been uh, like binging true crime docs at the moment. Like absolutely fucking ravenous for them. Uh-huh. um There's a brand new one dropped on on the old Netflix. It dropped like what? Two two three days ago, called "Trust No One: The Hunt for the Crypto King." Oh yeah, yeah, it yeah. is fucking fascinating. Like, absolutely, it's not a series or anything like that. It's about an hour and forty minutes, and that is an hour and forty minutes that weaves twists and turns and leaves you in a bit where you're like, "Is he dead or is he not?" Like, 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 still at the end of it, and then then it actually has a point and like it leaves you with people saying like, it's like a, a really interesting commentary on conspiracy as well in the background, which I like, I, I love when you can tie that in because uh, it's all internet slips and, um, and all the other stuff that's going on but there's a, there's a bit at the end even where that, like, we could, you know they could physically exhume the body, do a DNA test and come back and say it is his body that's in that casket and people would still be out there saying, well, they paid to have the yeah. Test results changed, and that's not how many still out there with my money. It is super, it takes a turn in the middle that had me going. What this guy, this guy. Like honestly, I well worth your time. Is it like it is a it is it's one of those just shove it on in the background, sit down, you know, you don't have to pay intricate attention to what's going on. You get the gist of it, and then and it also reminded me why I have not even parked. Like not even remotely invested anything in Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, that all seems like, like that, and
0: it that. all seems dodgy. There's not yeah. one positive. But I've yet to hear one positive Bitcoin story. And everyone that seems super excited about Bitcoin seems super excited to sell you their Bitcoin. Yeah. Like so. Well, hmm. it, it, you know the
1: the, the the this is my rule of thumb with with any kind of currency is if I can't go to the store and purchase something with it. Yes and yeah, yeah. and also it needs I know the whole idea is like, oh, it's this decentralized and deregulated form of currency, but it's yep. like, well, that doesn't do you any good because without regulation. And, and some kind of standardization where the, you can count on the value to be relatively stable. Well, this is, this is
0: why it keeps going, uh, as you would see in, uh, in my country, as my granddad used to say, I'm doing all these little things every now and again, because I know the people out there like them, um, that, uh, you know, the, it would explain why its value goes up and down like a whore's knickers. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well... It really is. Yeah. And, like, it never... Like, it, it, it never stays steady. It fluctuates like a motherfucker. And that's because... It doesn't exist. It's right. numbers on a computer. It doesn't exist. It's all yeah. It's
1: all speculative investment, and I'm I'm just not. No. I, I don't <laughs> have that kind of courage when it comes to my money. I am yeah. like I. You know what I like? Real estate. I like. Yeah. Well, I, I was like gonna to say like land.
0: go go and put down a deposit on your house for Bitcoin and see what happens. Um, right.
1: Right. Like I had to take out, uh, or I'm in the process of like having to take out a home equity loan. Yeah, and you know how I can do that because I have equity in my home. You know? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because I, here is a physical thing that I owed, and the bank is going to give me money based on that. You know. Yes. And and like when uh, China announced, like, oh, we are never going to take Bitcoin. Well, that's because- why
0: they. That's why they cover. They cover it like specifically in there that that's the turning point for uh like china said you know we're not dealing with this and then the value just plummeted yeah. because everyone was like we thought china like what made you think like what made you think china would accept a deregulated currency you right. fucking ass glimpse
1: the number one economy in the world is not going to take your made-up money <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I for a long time i was pitching a BoCoin coin and china Boc- was like no we are not taking that, and I was like, "Are you sure?" Because I've got a lot of it.
0: Yeah, there's there's loads of it here. Yeah. Please.
1: All right, let me let let me also kind of back that up, uh, back that thing up with back that up, Bo. um, another true crime documentary that I haven't finished the whole series yet, but it's Ooh. been really fun is I've been catching up to um, the confession killer that Henry Lee Lucas...
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm most of the that way through fucking that. fucking great. Yeah.
1: And that's, the, you know... The, like, I I always enjoy a serial killer story. Mm. And seen the twists and turns of like this knucklehead this yeah like henry Lee lucas is not a good person and i don't mean to no, diminish, no no no, no, like, no he is a a terrible person who did terrible things yeah just at not... least
0: at, at least three murders yeah like I, I think maybe at the most actually three murders can be attributed to him um but so instantly not a nice guy boy. no right like not not trying to diminish what the guy did
1: but those moments where you just realize like, oh, he is so spectacularly full of shit.
0: Oh yeah, and the police are like, oh, what another case another case yes. closed. Book him, Dano. Let's get let's like let's let's ferry him around the country and let's just get all these uns all these cold cases closed so we don't have to deal with them and our what? books look better. What is it is staggering. There's there's that one where they, they literally say that he would have had to take a flight from one side of America to the other and then essentially go straight to find the person and kill them and then go right back in a vehicle and then go right back over to the other side of the country. And he would have only just made it to his work where he clocked in that day. Like the fact that anyone even thought that was plausible as a scathing indictment on the, you know, on on the investigation services that were handled in those cases is fucking insane.
1: Yeah. and Right. Like, I think that it, What the documentary does a good job of is kind of speaking to this kind of knee-jerk, you know, desire to uh, close cases, whether or not, you know, you just, hey, you've got somebody agreeing that they, they committed this murder, case alt. You know, yeah no, and there's there a, there's
0: no also that part with like with the other police forces like it' was something we don't take into account like oh, if you're a homicide detective investigating a case and you don't solve it that stays with you especially yeah. if it's a bad one like that stays with you so if someone then starts to come in with some details that seem vaguely similar, you know the the willingness to accept that you know as a not just even as a like it just closes the case but like to almost get that off your conscience yeah as something that they're drawn to and i i get it's a human element but then you've got the and it does a good job you get this at the end actually of it where they actually start talking to like like the victims families who are like this guy didn't do it. You know, yeah. like there's the evidence is here saying he didn't do it. And the police just won't entertain who killed my sister or my, you know, my mother or my daughter. They just won't do it anymore because as far as they're concerned, case closed. Um well
1: and it's and all, I think the other th- interesting thing that they talk about in terms of just the police forces are these, like, local mu- municipalities that have this horrendous murder on the books. Yeah. But, like, the biggest crimes that they normally deal with are, like, you know, drunken disorderlies and stuff like that. And so yeah. when they're all of a sudden in the presence of this, you know, this serial killer, then yeah. it, they, it's just head over water. They're, like, they're not... They're, they're not yeah. equipped to deal with this and, and to have the proper skepticism of, like, all right, I know what you're saying, but also, are you full of shit?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and no, and it's, it's a fascinating problem. documentary. Yeah. It's one of those ones where, like, it merits its series length. Yes. Yes. Because yes. there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. So,
1: uh well, Duncan, it, it
0: feels. <laughs> Speaking of things that have a lot to them, uh, well, let's reverse this, Bo. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Let, let's turn the ship around into something that is just utter nonsense um the
0: second episode and you know back-to-back episodes where this could have been handled in 10 minutes
1: all right here's the funny thing and and we we took a fair amount of time in the upfront just talking about different movies and stuff this isn't going to take that long because not that much happens in this episode
0: nothing well not that nothing happens in this episode it's just you can compactly tell it quickly Yeah. Which I don't think the showrunners of Slasher know they can do.
1: (laughs) This is another argument for Slasher being only six episodes. Oh, this this season. season. Yeah.
0: Hell yes. Hell to the yes. There's, There's two. The problem is they've set over a weekend. Yeah. Well. It's like the previous season, they set over a day, but each episode was an hour like so you know are covered like what was it three hours yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever the time frame was it covered that so you were getting plot like this is supposed to be happening over a weekend and um the natural breaking point for a television show is you know end of the day or like big killing event or something and they're really struggling with that and it's not that i just feel like they're trying to drag out storylines um that's for the video people that are checking us out here um Storylines, but um, in a way which doesn't make sense, like 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 it's it's there's so much padding and yeah. so much uh, pandering to to nothing, like non-events in this that it becomes a bit tiresome. And then also, every character just seems to be getting progressively worse <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, like yeah. like on every episode i'm just like i like even the bit that made me think you were an okay character is now lessened by this episode to the point that i actively hate them all Except um for Don. apart from but don's like she's immune to all the criticism yeah. we will ever have on slasher but everyone including our final girl who i'm now at a point going like that i don't actually even know if i i understand I understand why you're being as aggressive, but I don't actually know if I like you as a character either. If I can be bothered with you surviving, so
1: yeah, I I agree. Like I understand why she does what she does, but it doesn't make her a very fun character. Like I no. don't, I'm not rooting for her.
0: No. The, only person,
1: <laughs> no, the only person I'm rooting for is Dawn, and and also the orphan. You know? Yeah, Dawn
0: will not survive, and we know this because I think on the poster of slasher, she's one of the heads mounted on the wall. Yeah, so which... if we can get her through it, the last episode, though, I can live with that.
1: Well, Bro. we've only got three left, so yeah. no matter what, it, she's at least going to be in the at thirty three percent. You the have jinxed
0: time. this She will die in the first scene of the next episode.
1: I we'll get to. It. I don't think that's the case. I think we know who's dying. In
0: by the... an orphan.
1: Ah. Oh my god. All right, all right, all right. So this is uh episode 5. It's called Family Ties. Yes. Um and not the Michael J. Fox series. No. Uh unfortunately.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Um this one so like to to recap the end of the previous episode, um the the maid died by suffocation. She was buried alive um yeah, right and so on a beach live comes back to the
1: house after her mother has been creep showed by the killer
0: yeah she can hold her breath for a long
1: time <laughs> thank you and uh vincent appears behind her kind of unseen
0: yeah like like and uh, like a like a Fucking molester. Yeah. Um
1: well and she's going back to their bedroom or her mom's bedroom and finds these stab wounds in the sheets from the when Florence busted in and tried to, to kill do that pillow. a
0: silent assassination where she screamed while she was stabbing yeah. the camera. Die, die, die
1: <laughs> And she finally ter- realizes that Vincent's there and she's like, Hey, where's my mother? And Vincent's like, I hope she's dead. And you're like yeah whoa 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 man yeah. <laughs> like, let's chill out which you know i get because she did orchestrate as we learned in the last episode his kidnapping but it was yes. really david cronenberg that
0: kept know, it going yeah
1: <laughs> for his
0: life you know like <laughs> for everything up to the point that he arrived by fact even B- cronenberg brought him back on this island
1: yeah yeah.
0: Specifically to take part in this game, which is killing them all off. So, just eh. going to say he's not there. I also have a theory about Cronenberg in this one. I now have a new theory. I think, like, the, I think Cronenberg wants Liv to take over.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: I think, think of all the, think specifically, he's put all, like, he's, he's, like didn't acknowledge her you know sent her away like like made her learn the hard way. hasn't treated her with the the i was going to say the affection which he doesn't show anyone but like you know hasn't hasn't given her anything really any leg up at all but yet look at all the challenges including the challenge in this game it's climb rope you would learn that in the army it's an obstacle course where you have to jump over things that's army training and oh paintball yeah I, like, I don't it's disagree too hard it's all gear too yeah. hard i i
1: could see where cronenberg would have respect for her just because she's had to kind of do it all herself and his big complaint yeah. with all his kids is that like you've had everything handed to you i've done you've nothing literally
0: it. had every every advantage handed to you and you've still turned out like shitty
1: yeah you're you're just a piece of garbage
0: yeah and
1: and so vincent tells her You know, I spent three days pissing and shitting myself in the back of this car before getting handed over like a pack of meat. And then he and Liv just scrap. They just start fighting.
0: He's like, Vincent is not the smartest tool in the drawer because he he tries to hit her, gets taken down spectacularly. thinks, you know what? We'll try that again. Guess what? Gets his ass handed to him a second time. And then for some reason is like, three times the charm um and then goes in again and then gets put in an arm bar, rather vicious looking armbar where Liv's about to snap that arm
1: yeah I like, like she's full she, on I like that she calls him a demon child
0: <laughs> she does call him a demon child That's because like she's she's now had all the repressed memories of when he almost burned her alive as a child boy um and so she holds on this, but I, I know like that Slasher has become, like we mentioned this in the previous episode, is basically become Scooby-Doo. Like everyone appears at the door at the same time to see what the commotion is. <laughs> yeah. Like like on schedule, all queued, they're all right there. And, and she's like, I'm going to fucking break his arm. Um, and Florence is feigning like any sort of kind of, oh no, you need to let him go. Yeah. To, he's... Like so, like, we... We're, we get rid of her this episode, Bo, and I am... Do over we, freaking yeah. well, we won't. We'll get rid of her next episode, yeah. but we pretty much got rid of her this episode. Um, yeah,
1: so Theo is the one who finally talks Liv down, is like, you gotta let him go. Don't please don't snap off his arm. Yeah. Because we're
0: twins and I'll feel it. Uh so
1: <laughs> uh Florence calls her, and I quote, a feral little cunt.
0: Yep. Yeah. So and shudder so we can drop sea bombs.
1: Yeah. And uh, which was also my college band. Uh, I
0: heard it, it was grindcore. It was yeah, absolutely amazing. It's
1: uh, we we had an extra grind, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> and Liv ends up telling Theo, like, "Hey my my mom was last seen at the dock, and I'm trying to find her." Yeah. And so they decide that they're going to go search by the dock and then onto the beach. Mm-hmm. Um. Meanwhile, while. Liv and Theo ha- have taken off to look for her mom. Florence and Vincent and O'Keefe uh, are all kind of commiserating and Florence and Vincent kind of tell O'Keefe like, "Hey, we need to get cool with the idea that Theo is just not part of yeah. our cabal." Like yes. he is he yeah. is working for Liv and we all agree that Liv is a crazy person and O'Keefe to their credit uh, is, like, I don't know. I mean, like, Theo seems like the only person here that's, like, a human being with a conscience and decency. Yeah. She can
0: flip-flop, though because she's so poorly written. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. She can flip-flop from episode to episode with with glee and uh, with, with, with gay abandon. <laughs> the,
1: the, her, or their change in this episode to being very pro-Florence pro for no good reason is yeah head scratch anyway i mean she's spoilers she's not gonna be on the show after this episode which is great because watching watching this character pivot from moment to moment is crazy
0: yeah it doesn't make it like we're gonna have like a kind of a heart to heart with her and grace later on which
1: all all right well there's a scene coming up where (sighs) i'm like you know what? If that's where, where the character is in life at this point, maybe yeah. death is is the best <laughs> case. So anyway, so
0: we'll get to it. I love that you're I love your line as you if you can't make an omelet, then you deserve it's, to fix it. It's not just make an omelet,
1: Duncan. It's being completely confused by the concept of a mixer. If you have reached this stage in your life and you're just like, I have no idea what this beating device is, nor how to use <laughs> it in a way that just your eyes and uh, yeah. the, the yeah. you know, even if all you had was just the root of a brain, just the part that keeps you breathing. Yeah
0: yeah anyway so yeah even afra who can't speak like a human being speaks like a caveman knows how to work a mixer
1: right she walks in is like blender good (laughs) (laughs) afra no blender
0: Uh, oh man this fucking show Uh,
1: all right but so on the beach theo spots the tuft of hair that indicates, like, oh, I think you live that <laughs> your mom is buried <laughs> up to her face here, Liv. And yeah. sure enough, we get a shot of, you know, Liv's mom, like, in the sand with a crab walking over her face. Yeah, and, discolored
0: uh, eye. She's only been dead less than 12 hours, and she's got a discolored eye, and her body it appears to have putrefied. Okay, then. Yeah.
1: And then, wah, 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 wah,
0: wah. Yeah. <laughs> Slasher. Yeah. And so. <laughs> Great! I, I do like the fact that our intro music is now starting to resemble like a digital penguin. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> digital penguin. Like Burgess, Meredith. Did um, it, was, it was Burgess Meredith yeah, yeah, yeah. that did the penguin? If he if he did like the voice of Megatron, um, that's that's kind of the sound of the the intro music for Slasher. All right, let me let me
1: verify this but i believe that burgess meredith
0: do not tell me he voiced Megatron, or i'm out of here
1: um no 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 he did maybe he didn't i i was i would have sworn that burgess meredith uh was in the transformers the movie cartoon but it turned- As Orson
0: Welles, you're thinking about.
1: Well, it, Orson Welles and also um, Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy is because yep. I figured like if you've got Orson Welles and Leonard Nimoy and also Robert Stack all in the same movie, Burgess yeah. Meredith is not far behind.
0: Oh, he's somewhere. He's somewhere. <laughs> Even yeah. if he's cheerleading in the background, he's there. Um, but yeah, like I, I, yeah, I I just don't get him. All right, cool, whatever um and yeah we're we're into the show proper, Bo. and boy, what an episode this is gonna be uh, all right so
1: <laughs> here here is a detail that I really like in this episode, which is we are just turning the pantry into the makeshift morgue of yeah, this, island. this is
0: it reminds me of there's a it's actually weirdly in a lot of respects it is 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 making reference to um. Oh, a five dolls for an August man, uh, which is a which is a, a Bava movie, which is also actually just based on a Christie novel. So, mm-hmm. uh, is it um, can't remember the name of it, ah, uh, no, I'll no, come back to me. Uh, but yeah, like essentially, that's what they do in that one. As and when characters die off, interestingly enough, characters that are all brought to an island to seek a prize, and the last one living will get the prize. Uh, are you thinking uh, which of the then fortune, there were none? Yes, and then there were none. That's basically what this yeah. is. This is Aaron Martin's like shitty version. His you can read this on the toilet. Um while I was taking a dump version of and then there were none. Um but yeah, then the pantry has become the de facto morgue where Grace is in there talking to what's left of her child. <laughs> Poor Jane. Oh,
1: look what they look what a mess they made of my little boy. Um <laughs> and <laughs> So amongst the jarred tomatoes and eggs and corpses, (laughs) Grace is talking to her son. O'Keefe interrupts and is like, oh, sorry, I just came for eggs. Yeah, we're
0: all hungry. I know you're
1: not looking at your dead son, but... Right, and I'm just hoping there's been no cross-contamination between corpses and eggs here. Yes. But but then O'Keefe tells Grace, like... Oh, you know, I just wanted to let you know, uh, I really thought the world of Jaden, Jaden always cared about people, and Grace is like, Thank you for such kind words. You know, I think it's time for a montage.
0: Well, like, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep right. me down You're sunlight the
1: streaming through the kitchen windows as these two uh crazy oh, I think kids.
0: This is real i guess as well like that sentence that Akeef said about Jaden. you know boy wouldn't that be justification for a flashback Bo? It, uh, like to see the good in a character yeah you know like wouldn't that be nice because then it would make me i don't know care for the fucking character well
1: i i can't remember where he posted but jason stalwart duncan and Bo, come correct the listener jason gray um yeah posted uh some link to like a writing for right writing thrillers for television kind of workshop Mm -hmm. from aaron martin and it was like oh i mean is the class number one just flashbacks
0: like yeah yeah class one flashbacks if you don't have a flashback you've not read the story
1: right uh (laughs) class number two look through articles on social commentary from 10 (laughs) years ago or more to get your best characters.
0: <laughs> Cause like the, the, the thought the thing that I thought about is every flashbacks and Slash are designed for one purpose, and that is to like reveal how shitty people are. Mm-hmm. And never to reveal how good people are. Yeah. 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 Right? That's the, the sole mechanism is this character's gonna die. We're gonna show you a lot of flashbacks in this episode to justify their death.
1: For Four seasons
0: we've gotten yes. this where
1: yeah. there there is no change to the formula and and that's the thing that to me is head scratching that no point as a just as a creator that Aaron Martin yeah. isn't like you know what l- let's mix this up a little bit to make it fresh and interesting for both me as the creator and for the yeah. audience who knows this routine and instead it's just like hey I'm gonna I'm gonna give them the same old boring shit. Yeah it's,
0: it's, it's an Instagram filter. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like you literally put you you put the same sheen over everything and you don't put any thought on it. But it's these sort of things that annoy me where like the you know like the younger generation of the family who are are, are the ones that the show are kind of pivoting towards as being for the most part the you know the future mm-hmm. to an extent. They're all having these conversations about what a great guy Robin was to Theo, like letting them listen to music, or like how great Jaden was to like O'Keefe, like he just seemed like he really cared. Like I say, if you want me to like be shocked when a character dies, show me that in a flashback. Yeah. Like, like, give me a hook in that will make me shocked, dismayed, despondent, or even marginally feel something when that character's not there. But no, no, no. It's more important to spend the next scene talking about omelets, Bo.
1: Yeah, so Grace decides she's going to teach O'Keefe how to make an omelet. This is the point where I'm like, okay, well, we're not losing a cure for cancer when no. O'Keefe goes. <laughs> because not only does O'Keefe not know how to operate a mixer. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Florence is kind of coming into the room looking disapproving about all of this. Uh, yeah, because
0: Florence doesn't know what it is to be a mother to O'Keefe, which you're going to find out with great poignancy, the exclamation fucking mark at the end of this episode. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, she's kind of in the background just going. Uh-huh.
1: Well, And coupled with I don't know how to use a blender.
0: Yes. Comes,
1: okay, also, let me go to the stove where there's an iron skillet. Yep. Sitting on the heat, and I'm just gonna grab the handle like a moron because yep. I've never learned the,
0: the
1: the basic laws of thermodynamics and the conduction yep. of heat.
0: Yes, and yeah. Then I'm so I'm so glad I'm so glad that we decided to make this our non-binary character. You know, like in the TV show to to show how inclusive we are by making this character a fucking idiot
1: a complete moron that serves no purpose that has no loyalties yeah. to anyone no. no no basic knowledge of the world around them and yep. and is doomed to die horribly just to prove how terrible another character is it is
0: hundred percent it, it's yeah.
1: a it's a rotten character and yeah uh it, and i feel bad for Uh, the actor saddled with having to deal with it, but yeah. All right. So here's our first flashback of the episode where Florence (laughs) is, you know, looking down her nose at O'Keefe, like learning basic culinary skills and, and Mm -hmm. still not getting it quite right in fairness, but, um, and it's her literally cutting up money. Yes. To, (laughs) to make this collage and grace comes in and clearly it's happening, you know, at the family home. And Grace walks in, and uh, she kind of looks at this collage, which is garbage, and is like, oh, okay, so that's what you're doing. you're literally cutting up $100 bills. Okay, well, you know, why why give that money to charity, I suppose. And Mm -hmm. Florence kind of gives Grace a bunch of shit about, like, oh, well, you couldn't appreciate art because I'm sure they didn't teach you art appreciation when you were studying about bedpans in nursing school or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And and grace to her credit is like, um, I think I know good art regardless, and yeah, this is shit. This ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. And I, I, the one thing that the the show gives me, which I like, is just people continually shitting on Florence throughout this episode, and this is a she good start. is the
0: worst. She is hands down the worst character in the four seasons of Slasher.
1: Mm, I am now, I, mean, I
0: am now in yeah. on that. I like I like I mentioned before, even the neo-Nazi, like like homophobic racist from the previous season yeah. had redemption at the end. It was terrible redemption, but had redemption at the end. There is no redemption for Florence because she is fucking awful yes
1: and and made worse but by the fact that she thinks she's a good person or a deep She 100
0: percent thinks. there's a, there's a great there's a there's a telling scene later on which sums up that character in a way where i was like that that's good writing yeah but and and it's we'll get to it, but it involves her actually saying well there was only one mask yeah Right. right, and the yeah. person going, like, but you shared it, and she's like, but but there was only one mask. And it's the it's the realization that at no point at all was the consideration not that that mask should be shared yeah. and not just purely on my face. And it's a great line, it's a great line, it's really well written, it works for that character, but it doesn't mean we have to go through a shitload of this character's horrible art, bo, horrible art. <laughs> oh. So we go back
1: to present where Grace and O'Keefe are talking about spices and Florence Mm. inserts herself in this conversation and she says, O'Keefe, watch your fingers around this one. She's got a real taste for them. Yeah. On account of, you know, Grace having bit off Florence's finger. Mm. Um, Then we go back to our pantry slash morgue where Liv is hanging out with her mom and Theo's just kind of watching over uh, all of this. And Liv is like, I want, I, I just don't understand how anyone could hate my mother that much. Yeah. And Liv is like, All right, that's it. We gotta, I'm done. We gotta get off the island. And Theo's like, Yeah, but you told me that the one boat to get us off the island is not seaworthy. And I'm down. Like, I'll go with you, but you have to prove to me
0: mm-hmm. that
1: we are not getting in a boat that's immediately going to sink a drown us. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, like, like two minutes later they both got buckets yeah right and,
1: <laughs> and right like i don't want to end up like your mom i mean i know maybe too soon but you know let's be real like her I, eyes are i like your want mom
0: that. can't hold my breath for a long time so yeah.
1: <laughs> and and so uh live agrees like all right i'll i'll get the boat patched up and, and prove to you that it's seaworthy and then we'll we'll take off and On her way out the door with Thea, we do get a shot of the pantry of just getting stacked up with bodies like cordwood in there, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right, that's not terrible. Um, but all right, so then we we have our breakfast as prepared by O'Keefe and Grace, which you know which one which omelets uh, O'Keefe did because it's the one with all the bits of shell.
0: Yeah. And it's the one that is that is just is just raw egg with spice over the top of it because she hasn't fucking cooked it. Yeah. Or mixed it or anything. She's just a plate of goop.
1: And Dawn is encouraging the orphan, like, you need to eat something, honey. Yep. And as as that scene is unfolding, a bell rings from a cabinet.
0: Oh, uh, dude, I thought this cabinet was gonna open and there was gonna be a TV in it. And I, I'm so yes. so glad there was no TV in this one because I thought, like, has he just placed these TVs around the house? Just in case like, I anticipated that you would destroy the last one. It was you, wasn't it, Don? Um <laughs> for a
1: second I but, thought it had rolled into the room like that robot uh, <laughs> that Rocky has in Rocky 4. <laughs>
0: Uncle Polly's there for no reason at yeah, all. Right. Uh, I, like, just, yeah. It's Looks like we like got go another to...
1: game here, Rock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they go up and they open the cabinet and it's full of paint guns, mm-hmm. uh, paintball guns. And um they're like, oh, paintballs. Well, this shouldn't be too bad. These won't hurt. And for some reason, and this is where I was like, I think Bo might be right. I think the orphan might be. Just straight up, like like a I don't know a sixty year old Slovakian militant, because uh-huh. um, she picks up this paintball guy and like and like Don's like no 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 honey you're not playing and she's like ah and she's like no 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 you're not playing and then Kill Theo, Theo walks in yeah <laughs> and she accidentally in quotation marks shoots Theo and Theo's like ah yeah. <laughs> and they're all like man up man it's like a paintball and he lifts it up. And it's, it's, I mean, this is where the show kind of gets things wrong. You get shot with a paintball, it will break the skin.
1: Yeah, yeah. It'll like, leave a It a will anyway, yeah, regardless.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. This is supposed to be a rubber bullet. See, if you get shot with a rubber bullet, you go down.
1: hmm
0: Right? You, do, you don't get back up. But this show's playing loose with that. He lifts up his shirt where apparently it went through... Sh- because he's got a hole in his shirt. That's not how rubber bullets work. But he's got a hole in his shirt, right? As if this thing, yeah, you know, it, it was strong enough to pierce fabric material, but not skin. And then there's this, like, already like visibly very, very, very sore and quote, like, well, question mark, infected mark on him. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, listen, like, oh, it's rubber bullets. And then we get the 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 game. And this game is the least well thought out of all of them thus far. This is some lazy writing ball. Lazy, lazy writing. Which is basically, go out, play paintball. Uh Um, You got 15 minutes to hide, then the game is on. Yep. Like, the winner and the runner-up, or the person the winner wants to take, can go to the bunker that I have. Uh, The family bunker, uh, where all the great memories are. You remember that time you had to Mm -hmm. lift a gold bar from there and get electrocuted? Um, You know, like, we're going to go to the family bunker and you guys will be safe overnight. So, like, if anything bad happens, I don't know, like a killer being on the list, um, a killer being on the list, then you're going to be fine. Now, this whole thing is very telling when we find out what the twist is, when we know for a fact Cronenberg is behind the killings yes, not the one doing yes. it not yep. the one doing it but he's behind it which once again gives credence to the nurse the doctor, Dr. Death, Death. Yeah. must be because this is an employee Yeah, this is an employee of Cronenberg that is doing this, this is either a character we have not seen yet which I don't think it is or this is Dr. Death and I think this is Dr. Death
1: yeah i i'm with you i i don't disagree with that although i yeah. still think there's an orphan scenario because of that, all i them. mean
0: i like the the conclusion of the afro story is going to be amazing like yeah. i like, like like i'm sure i'm sure of it i'm sure of it but yeah so anyway this is the so yeah we can get one person and the a person of their choosing yeah can go into the bunker and of course like straight away, lives like well, you guys are all fucked. And she looks up the gun, and I'm like, I'm like literally sitting there going, "Oh my god, they're all." Fucked. And you can see the realization wash all over them. We're like, "Oh shit!"
1: Yeah, she actually and, trained for this. Yeah, because she's like taking she the trained. thing apart and
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, like did like piecing it back together blindfolded. <laughs> right. like, How long like, was like, that, that, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> you you um, ought to be able to do a forty five and sixty. <laughs> 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 oh man,
0: <laughs> so good, so good. But um, so yeah, so like, Elif doesn't even waste time. She's out the fucking door, and the rest of them yeah. are all like, like, well, we need to team together <laughs> uh, right. to take her down. We need, like, it's the only way this is going to work. We need to join together. Like, I'm sorry, Grace, that you bit my finger off. And we had this one. But if we do not band together, Liv will take us down. Yep. And also, we think she might be the killer. So, like, clearly not the killer, but we need to band together. And so they come up with a plan. And their plan is really shitty, which is we'll just make Liv angry. She'll shoot all her bullets. And when she's out of bullets, we'll, we'll hit her. And right. then, then it's a free for all at that point because that's the, the ten years link. because there can only be two. So like, and also there's no way to regulate this. How does Kron- like what is stopping you just making a beeline? Why does Cronenberg
1: set this all up in a cabinet? Because yeah, like the TV got destroyed, but Cronenberg couldn't know that.
0: Yeah. So anyway, yeah, he couldn't know this. Like he could not know that the. Doctor Death isn't there to administer things, yeah. but what is stopping anyone? You have fifteen minutes there. What is stopping anyone just run into the bunker? Two people just run, or everyone run it? Well, I can see why I'm glad that everyone didn't run in the bunker, but like,
1: what what's stopping that happening? Yeah. It's the purge rules of like, okay, we got to stop killing people at seven a.m.
0: Well, I mean, do we? It... Do we? <laughs> you know, like it... that, that's that's what that last purge movie kind of got right. Like the of oh, that, well, oh, the purge is over. Well, we're just gonna keep killing people can we do that? Yes! <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: this is all, on uh, you know, b- assuming that everyone's going to be on their best behavior during
0: the purge. It's <laughs> so assuming that people are going to not be people, Bo, yeah. and that's not how that works. But yeah, so they go out there, and there's a whole lot of, your mom was a real shitty person, Liv. I oh, like to try to, like, bait her into shooting around. and And very quickly, Florence and uh, uh, picks O'Keefe most likely because she saw Keith bond with another person. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's like, listen, you you are clearly, you could not even whisk an egg. You clearly can't handle a fucking paint gun.
1: You're so shit. You, You're a shit yeah. person and unable yeah. to do anything.
0: Yeah. So what we'll do is you just hide here. Mama's going to go out, kick some ass, like unbeknownst to us, paintball champion, seven years in a row. Um like, No, I'm going to go out there. I've got a plan mean you're going to end up in the bunker i'm going to come back for you, you just stay hidden don't get in, involved with anything and then we like we said, we see Liv start to very quickly dispatch people <laughs> like,
1: well all right so that yes but before even that happens mm-hmm. vincent shoots theo just because yeah. theo's in the middle of a speech about how like you know we're terrible I'd do the same yeah
0: yeah i would do the same i like vincent's been well this is the 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 most realistic vincent's been as a person when he's like that like oh here comes another theo speech not anymore yeah uh (laughs) shut the fuck up i'm gonna nip this one right in the bud and
1: oh oh oh, there's also room for a flashback here because we go back (sighs) to florence Taking her shitty art to this museum curator, getting
0: eviscerated by the snootiest snooty guy that ever snooted
1: it. This is the one moment of the show that I found really just personally satisfying.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, because he shits on our art from a great height. Yeah, he's like, I love it. He was like that. He's like, did you? bring your art in here like we saw the slides and we rejected it then you didn't need to bring it in person she's like yeah but the photographs maybe didn't do it justice and he's like all right you're one of those yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) let me tell you something honey you know
1: well and he basically tells her like you're just copying other artists you don't have your own voice you haven't suffered at all like you don't have anything to say and so you're just ripping off better artists, and it you're you're making nothing.
0: Which sadly hatches the idea of what she will use for her art later on. Yes, which is just her family's pain and trauma. Uh, or so, when I say her family, I mean her sons first and foremost, and then just embarrasses Cronenberg, who gets another great. <laughs> Another great table speech where I'm just like it was every dinner in the Cronenberg house like this where he would start eating something. He never someone finished the would meal. say something. Yeah. He but like that's why he died oh. That's why he died. Malnutrition. He, um, he
1: never had like he had low low blood sugar and no iron in his blood, because he would get like a third of the way through dinner, and one of his shitty like, kids oh, would say
0: something. Dan now need to stand up, swear, and leave. Looks like I'm gonna have to do it again. His fucking family. <laughs> One day I'm going to have an incurable disease and I'm going to set up a murder plot to kill them all. Yeah. Um, it's what he does. And whoever with... wins, I don't have to deal with them because I'll already be dead.
1: It's what he does with all his spare time when he's not eating, <laughs> it's just hatching this scheme. <laughs>
0: it's like the plan from Home Alone where Molly, uh, Macaulay Culkin's got like that. This is the hot iron on the mm-hmm. door, this is the fan that blows the feathers. That's basically Cronenberg. He's got like a hand drawn of the like a crayon drawn of the island. He's like paintball fight here, rubber bullets. Um, When they
1: come home, (laughs) there will be mannequins dancing in the windows. It will look like a grand party, and they won't have been invited and will be very disappointed.
0: I love the fact that you're Cronenberg. This episode sounds like a Canadian Christopher Walken. I love every second. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> it ought to be yeah i can't do a chronoburg i could do a more passable walking
0: you imagine the dead zone shoot the two of them communicating i got just to be a fly in the wall oh. listening to those the, the direction and the conversation back Ooh. you know <laughs> i think what you're doing is fantastic work
1: thank you i like the way you talk i like the way you talk too
0: It's my new favorite thing that's happened on the show.
1: (laughs) The guy in the raincoat. exciting. Yes. He's a savage killer. I think that this is best illustrated by the rocking horse in his bedroom. I know. No. It's great. Uh, Anyway, so back to the present. Florence (laughs) Vincent and the orphan are all coming under fire from Liv. Um, and, and Florence is yelling across the battlefield, AKA the, you know, 30 yards between trees where, uh, she's like, Hey, uh, it turns out if I'll I'll do you a solid. And when I win, I'll give you the housekeeper job because a a position has just opened up.
0: Such a bitch such and, a bitch thing. Kinda awesome though at the same time. And
1: she says, Yeah, the last one was positively buried in her work. Yeah. And Vincent then gets shot in the throat by Liv. Yeah. Which based <laughs> on what we've seen would kill him.
0: He should be dead. Yeah. Vincent should like Vincent should have dropped like a sack of potatoes and been dead. But yeah. no, he managed to just like walk it off. Uh, uh
1: Liv does tell him like my mom should have drowned you. Which is yeah. pretty good, and uh, but Grace manages to kind of sneak up behind Liv. She flanks, and, yeah, yeah. She,
0: she, yeah, the old pincer movement. She gets behind, and um, I've studied conflict. Yeah. I understand military strategy, and uh, like shoots, shoots Liv in the back of the leg. Um, I think this is the same leg that's been sliced at. They're really working on that leg. Um, I think Sweep it's the leg, Johnny. Gonna, I think I think put him in a body bag. <laughs> Someone's gonna put her in a I have a theory about Cobra Kai that we we're gonna talk about later on. Uh when I made a realization about how irresponsible the EEs were in cinema. Um, like, um we'll get to we'll get to the end. But uh like like she's had her leg sliced, she's been shot in the back of it. It's almost as if someone's gonna put the figure four leg lock on her later on and they're just trying to follow through continuity or working on that injured leg. Oh, here comes the figure four. Oh, she's tapping. Yeah. It's game over. Uh, but yeah, oh like... Oh, my what? God! <laughs> Good God almighty! they killed her! everyone has <laughs> got a family! Well, she doesn't really. Her mom's dead now. Um, yeah, well, so, uh,
1: she's, you know, the rest of her technically family, which makes all of this with Theo really creepy, but...
0: So fucking creepy. But anyway, lives out and so Grace is celebrating, mm-hmm. and she comes in all full of... Full of piss and vinegar, all like so happy with herself. And Florence just, just like just making sure that she's the most hated character, shoots her in the eye mm-hmm. and takes her eye out. Yeah. Says an eye for a finger. That because that's how it was written in the Bible, but I don't know if you read that yeah. that passage. I,
1: I've only thumbed through it. I I don't know. <laughs> exact quotes i know the one about <laughs> but, uh, a stitch in time saves nine that's right and that's right penny saved is a penny earned i think that's dude It is. is
0: eh? <laughs> yep did you see deuteronomy or deuteronomy both yeah
1: deuteronomy that is the, 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 book of bro, the holy bro, yeah, bro.
0: <laughs> the, the bro <laughs> Yeah, I I remember that bit where like like uh, Jesus' dad was actually brosive. uh uh-huh. Um yeah. Yeah, there's
1: uh Deuteronomy, there's uh <laughs> Palms, which is just a, a, a series of poems about high fives. Yep. Um there's Brovelations.
0: Brovelations. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, there's a parody somewhere just begging to be written. Uh, but yeah, so Grace Lizzie's are fucking. I <laughs> the
1: second book of the of uh, the Bible, of course, is called Nexodus because it's the next one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, anyway, I'm done. Uh, so Florence wins. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's just like, and... all right, O'Keefe, let's let's yeah, hit the le- bunker.
0: Yeah, let's let's jog on to the bunker let's go, yeah, later losers, and um, like, she goes down there and we're, we're kind of left with a, a family that are like, well, now what do we do? <laughs> like, because, like, we're all kind of in the same boat here. Um, and so, like, the you, we finally get a, a, a view in the bunker, and it's like the set from that 70s show. <laughs>
1: yeah, speaking of bros, yeah, it looks like a man cave.
0: Yeah, it's got so like a mini that, it,
1: fridge with pizza in it, and yeah,
0: I think there's some like BLs. Yeah, this is literally, literally what that. This is Cronenberg's man cave.
1: Yeah, when he wanted to get away from, like, that's why he had food stash in there. He could finally get something to eat without having to stand
0: <laughs> up and march <laughs> off. Can't get my. This is for when he has like every night when the family has a bust up. He's going to get his he's stuffed crust in a bl um <laughs> right. and it's so so yeah so they're down there gotta um, dancing with the stars yeah <laughs> but it's like it's, it's like balls of champagne and shit yeah. like that there and like o'keefe like straight ways like that listen there's plenty of room in here and there's plenty of food we should get like vincent and theo down here we should do that we should get them in here because we're all on the one team we should get them there. plenty of room all the rest and florence very rightly and also kind of foolishly says that no if my dad says there's only two people supposed to be in here there's only you don't go against these rules there's two people supposed to be in here
1: so when we go back to the house duncan (laughs) <laughs> and it's like the scene from gone with the wind when the uh, after the burning of atlanta where it's just bodies as far as the eye can see <laughs> like dawn is going from person to person like wrapping up grace's head wound you know checking on a side and that kind of thing and she ends up actually <laughs> telling um Theo like hey can you go find some bed sheets because we're running out of gauze on account of all the wounds that everyone is suffering mm-hmm. so I need you to basically rip up some sheet find some sheets that we can uh, rip up
0: well I suppose it's worth mentioning, like because the weird thing about the house is there doesn't appear to be like the usual bulk of medical supplies or anything almost as if someone had removed them deliberately yeah, well, because this is because they make it. They, they make a plot here to essentially ransack the the bunker, yeah, because that's where they think everything's stored. Like all the stuff that would usually be there to help them, is is you know it might be there. But yeah, like poor Dawn is, it's like it is is like it's the like, <laughs> tend to the second wounded. I love that the fact that she's like, yeah, I think Grace has lost the eye. I'm like, you think? Look yeah. at. It. There is no eye. Yeah.
1: Just a fucking hole. And we get a shot of the orphan just eating blood from a gauze. Yeah. Which... And then
0: Vincent looking at her going, what the fuck? So.
1: Vampire. I mean, something. That orphan likes to kill.
0: Oh, that orphan might be the kid from Let the Right One In.
1: <laughs> right, Ely. Um and and so they're like one contingent of our group is going to go check on uh the bunker to try to get in yeah. there.
0: Vincent Liv... lets slip that maybe he knows how to I don't know get access to things that people shouldn't be able to get access to.
1: Mm-hmm. And Liv is going to stay behind to protect Grace if somebody comes for her. Mm-hmm. And then we we get. We go back to the bunker where Florence and O'Keefe are just talking about what a terrible father Cronenberg was. And we get a flashback here to Florence. This is what Dude, we were talking this
0: about. This right this right now is I mean <laughs> like Florence deserves to die a painful death, and what will come is you know, we'll come in the next episode, better fucking pay that off yeah. for all the shit she does in this show. If this is another just, like, weak slap on the wrists, very quick death, I am going to be hugely annoyed, because this is, like I say, this is easily the most reprehensible character I've ever seen. So this is her bringing Theo in blindfolded Mm -hmm. to see her new art project, which is an experience. Now, this is her taking... The advice of the guy that's like you need to find your own voice, your own pain, and all the rest. This is how she's interpreted that, which, if anything, is how he psychopath interprets like helpful advice. This would be like you know, I mean, this is it's kind of like that scene in Freddy Got Fingered where you know, like, um, like Freddy gets told that he needs to get inside the animal, mm-hmm. need to get inside that animal, and how he interprets that is actually physically finding roadkill, gutting it and then putting it over the top of him and dancing like Leatherface in the middle of the road. That's basically how she's interpreted this because he gets brought into this room and he's crunching on sand and he's like, what's this? I'm walking and she's like, sand. And I knew where this was going straight the fuck away. I was like, oh no. And then she starts playing the police interrogation of very young Theo as to the events that happened the night his brother was abducted to Theo while he's blindfolded. Mm-hmm. And of course, he has full-on panic attack and nam-like flashbacks to kinder trauma um, and then takes the blindfold off and then then he gets to drink in the visualizations. <laughs>
1: it, so it's four screens... With different reactions of Florence, you know, some laughing, some screaming, some crying. Then in the center of this art installation is a glass booth with a dummy in a don't look now rain slicker sitting on a chair and blood just starts pouring onto it. Yeah. And she says, I call this save me. And very rightly, Theo <laughs> just loses his nut.
0: Yeah, he's fucking appalled. Like, like the, like the had, had the character, like, turned around and puked in a bucket, I would have understood that reaction. Yeah, for sure. And so we go
1: back to the present where Florence is just drinking champagne and saying, mm. you know, my children are the greatest works of art I've ever produced. And... In the midst, like of this,
0: almost, almost on cue, yeah. like as if this was like a code word that triggered a trap for Cronenberg. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he appears on on a TV screen, and he's like, you know, uh, I know you're you're probably thinking that you're lucky to be here, but yeah. this isn't about luck. Only one person can win, and so yeah. you need to you need to display the kind of ruthlessness that the person you would have to
0: display in the boardroom essentially if you're taking over this company you need to be able to stand on the throat of anyone it takes to lead this company at the boardroom and this is kill or be killed and in the case of this one bo quite literally kill or be killed because the room is then flooded with poisonous gas Mm -hmm. and there
1: is an oxygen tank yes and
0: now what's telling about this Uh is that Instantly, O'Keefe's like, we can share this mask. Like O'Keefe, yeah, yeah. who has shown no aptitude at all with anything, including just like rudimentary objects. Um, is like, you know, if we share this mask, we'll survive. And our mum's like, one mask. Mm-hmm. And that one mask is, guess what, going on me. Um Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, right. O, O'Keefe
1: ultimately is going to die choking and foaming at the mouth, yep. while Florence hoards the remaining oxygen for herself.
0: And also seems confused by the fact that her daughter doesn't have a mask. Yeah, right. <laughs> like a re- our reaction's like well where's your mask <laughs> and
1: outside though outside the bunker theo and vincent are trying to bust in and vincent's like oh if i only had like a little piece of metal or something yeah and once again dawn to the fucking rescue and she's like oh here take my earring and and you can use that um and then while all of this is going on we get one more flashback uh, well, actually, there's two flashbacks left in this episode. Yeah, but there, one of this one is to Theo realizing that Florence has recorded his reaction on seeing <laughs> the art installation for the first time, and she's then going to use in the art installation. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "What do you like? I don't give you permission to do that. And aside from the fact that just a moral." uh
0: code should yeah aside from from the fact of what the fuck were you thinking
1: yeah and uh and Florence is like well if you don't like it then sue me and yeah and then she's
0: like actually that'd be great if you did that because all that press is just going to make people want to come and see it more
1: yeah and Theo tells her very rightly you are awful and selfish yeah and then we
0: cut... <laughs> and then we're like the next scene will prove that wrong oh no look at her watch her other child die as she hogs the fucking
1: yeah and so when when we get back to the present and they finally get the door open yeah Theo rushes inside and pulls out O'Keefe and they verify like oh Dawn is... oh
0: she's she's dead Dawn yeah,
1: yeah it's like oh she is fucking gone and <laughs> Theo is like looks at his mother and is like what did you do in there and he goes inside and he's like basically just tossing the bunker like he's looking for evidence and while he's in there he grabs some zip ties which will come into play mm-hmm. and but he comes back outside and they're just like what happened in there and this is to your point that the one- yeah she's
0: like well there was like the was gas came in and there was one mask and the and Don's like but you you know that you had to share it with O'Keefe and you know she was just unlucky or something she's like no there was there was only one mask yeah and that's when the realization <laughs> kicks in that she put the mask on herself but not her daughter and then sat and watched her daughter die in front of her and this like that Theo just fucking snaps Yeah, and about fucking time
1: yeah and she's like I don't understand why everyone's acting like this and he's like Because the mask was on you, it should have been you dead in there. Yes, because the mask was on you.
0: Like you should have given up your life, which is many years in now, for your daughter. Yeah.
1: And we get a shot of the orphan placing some leaves on O'Keefe's body to once again let us know that the orphan is crazy,
0: or or as seasoning for a later snack. Right. And so, Are these bay leaves? Mm.
1: <laughs> Theo throws some zip ties on Florence's hands.
0: And, starts, and no one comes to our defense this time.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Not
0: even Vincent. Actually, Vincent seems surprisingly on board with this.
1: Everyone does, because I think everyone understands what a shitty person this is.
0: Yeah, and yeah, yeah.
1: So they <laughs> march her... Like Wicker to Man our,
0: style. Yeah, to her horrific art installation that we saw in the first episode that yeah. David Kroenberg almost died laughing at. Yeah. And
1: they basically like shove her head through one of the like holes. It's a, st-
0: like, a, like a stalks yeah. or something that you would see in <laughs> the old timey like town.
1: And Theo, who is just having a field day with this, is like yeah. I call this the trial of the mother of the Fucking decade. And this is going to serve two purposes. One, if you survive the night, it proves that you're the killer. And if the killer gets you, it proves you're innocent of everything, but being the worst person ever. So... Best of luck. Look,
0: like, uh, to be honest, is actually very, very much like a witch trial. Then,
1: yeah, oh, uh, absolutely, yeah. And and so we get our final flashback of the episode, which is her getting a residency at yeah, you know, some art school or whatever. She's
0: reading out at the table, and it specifically highlights the fact that they're really interested in her family trauma angle that she's got yeah. going here which is like and she's all excited and everyone at the table's displaying the right reaction which is i don't know if we should be celebrating this and then cronenberg who's like that oh, god that i'm not gonna finish <laughs> this fucking meal either i mean what's <sighs> the <Jesus. again,
1: laughs> um yeah and he's like you're making money off of the pain of this family and, and a personal tragedy that befell this family and he he calls her pathetic
0: yeah but at the same time I'm thinking Cronenberg knows that Vincent's alive which is like yeah. like he, he knows that he's hidden somewhere and he's behind that and he's like and I'm like mm, I understand the I understand the you know the the high horse that you decided to sit on there but Maybe take it down a notch or two Cronenberg. Um, but yeah, he's like, oh, for like oh for God's sake like that. And we essentially end this episode with once again, only one death of an inconsequential character that wasn't really vital, important, or was gonna be doing much, and setting up what will be the death of the next one into episode six three from the end. Still so many people alive on this island.
1: Yeah. We we need some bloodbaths to to start. Happening. We
0: need people gone quick. Like we have got Don, we have got Afra, we've got Liv, Theo, um, we've got Grace, uh, Florence who's still alive, and Vincent, and three episodes left. Yeah, it's a lot of characters.
1: Um, all right, so th- yeah, the the last moments of the episode are just Florence tied to this. Sculpture. I
0: don't screening. want to die, is yeah. what she says.
1: And, um, do we have like, I don't have any further theories because no, the, just... the
0: doctor death is behind us, yeah. Like, 100... now that we know that Cronenberg is at he designed that room for someone to die, yeah.
1: And we're going right. to learn so something any... horrifying yeah. about the orphan. That's the
0: other thing. Anything that relates to, oh, there just happens to be a killer on the island. Or even my original theory, which was, well, maybe he's hired Dr. Death to kill him and she's went in for in a business for herself. All that's gone. Cronenberg has set this up that there will only be, you know, there will only be, like, the person that walks off this island is the sole heir because everyone else one. is dead. Essentially, yeah, he's pulled a Highlander. Yeah. Um, so... Like he's behind this, and to me, there's only one character, even logically, that could be in on this, and that's that's Dr. Death. So, like, and once again, I'm I'm comfortable with that, but there's this episode, it was all smoke and mirrors. There is no substance at all. It didn't push any story really. Um, and it didn't kill off a character that needs to fucking go. Mm-hmm. Like, she needs to be gone. We don't need to have that as a cliffhanger. Florence is never winning the money. Why is that a cliffhanger? Like, you know, like some someone like a, a Theo being in danger or a Liv being in danger at the end of an episode. That's a cliffhanger because we're like, well, oh, we thought they would be there at the end. This is a waste. And I, 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 Once again, I I actively hate this series. Like, I actively hate it. I, 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 I genuinely... This to me is every worst... Everything that's bad about slasher that we've seen in snippets, yeah, from all the other series in one season. I I, um, I don't
1: disagree with any of that. I, yeah, like I was telling you in the upfront, I think that the solstice season is more mean spirited, but this hundred, is, yeah, it
0: definitely is. Definitely
1: is. This is more boring and unsurprising, and yeah. just shoddily written.
0: It's it like if this is where you are at your fourth season, like I understand why, you know, under if you're Arden Martin, why you're excited because you've been greenlit for a season five. It must get to the point where he thinks to himself, right, maybe I can put this behind me. And then he gets more money flung at him and he's like, Well, maybe we're back doing Flasher again. It's just the most un it's just the most uninspired, like low rent shit that I've yeah. I've watched in a while. And I, I, every time I... And the thing that I think is the confusing aspect, I don't base what I think my opinion on stuff will be off the internet because that's a fool's errand. But the fact that people were like, well, it's better than season three, or, it's you know, it's actually not that bad. It just it boggles my mind how anyone can come away even thinking that, I, I, I like no one should be happy about their involvement with this season.
1: I, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um, yeah, the, yeah, this is uh, this is a rough, one, but we've only got three left and then we can move three on. left.
0: I, ca- I can't, I cannot fucking wait. End of May, we will be done with yeah. this show.
1: It, yeah, it, and we will be able to start anew, uh, yes. with, with some stuff that's actually potentially pretty good um
0: yeah I, I cannot those conversations are going to be gold my friend gold
1: uh all right well duncan where can people find more out of you between now and when next we speak
0: please check me out on podcasts under the stairs and Teapots collective Teapots collective rapidly pushing an amazing series of shows doing the nasty looking at the seat uh, section three video nasties uh titles myself and mark ball about sit down and do a friday the 13th movie the very first one which was on the tier three list um <laughs> for no other reason than uh yeah it, it had blood in it maybe i don't know fucking who cares um where to begin with continuing to look at film noir, neo-noir the movie that the listeners are reviewing just now is strangers on a train and uh, the movie that i have uh uh, I'm about to review that they'll be reviewing next is uh, a certain little movie which I think is mwah, Chef's Kiss, which is brick, um, in oh, yeah. the, the neo noir category because I think that's like that that's is terrific, just fucking all good. Um, if you are checking out the Opera Omnias, it is coming back. In April, with a brand new director and a brand new resident host for a shorter season, but one that will hopefully keep you all occupied. And then, yeah, we just put out an episode of Chronicle where myself and the Baz sat and talked about uh, The Vanishing from 1988. On the main feed of teapots, it's all the usual stuff coming your way. There will be a Russian roulette this month, looking at the Hannibal franchise um, and other bits and bobs in the background. Very excitedly, we have announced... Uh, what's happening for summer series this year and the draw was last night. So um, the busy work will uh, will begin from there. All that stuff can be found at tputscast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts, either search teapots Collective or podcasts under the stairs. Bo Ransdell, what about you?
1: Uh, you can find pretty much everything I do over at legionpodcasts.com where you can find not just this show, but uh, you can find The Dark Parade, which is uh, much like podcast under the stairs um it also uh has a summer series uh has an upcoming <laughs> episode with the bass no 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 um it is uh uh, uh uh we're about to launch into april which is nothing but 80 slashers so nice. um, we're doing it started off with april fool's day and we're doing some happy birthday to me and we're doing some hell night and we're doing my bloody valentine uh so all of that stuff is coming up um and uh, heart of horror with kate pollock uh recently we did an episode on uh kiss of the damned and a discussion. it's a great fucking movie it is it's a, a great f- fucking movie and, and a discussion of what is sexy that includes some stories about choking that you'll probably enjoy um, Nice, yeah and uh what you're watching with jamie and Bo, which is jamie sammons and myself just kind of rapping about movies and uh, yeah lots of stuff uh, and then, uh, last but certainly not least, is Pick Six Movies, which just wrapped season nineteen of that show.
0: Holy fucking shit!
1: Yeah, so um, we are launching season twenty, which is called Bombs Away, which is notorious box office bombs. <laughs> <laughs> um and the first
0: give me a tease in the title there uh cutthroat
1: island is the first episode of. oh that.
0: man and the thing is i actually have a lot of th- i know you're gonna eviscerate it because that's what you do i have a lot of th- like gina davis is so pretty in that movie as yeah. unbelievable I, but yeah the you yeah. that that bank that company that uh, yep. ultimately bank rocked the Caralco. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah
1: and I, I don't disagree that Gina Davis is beautiful in that movie. I also don't think she's the right person for that part. Oh, 100%.
0: No, 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 no. It's like that, that movie has got the worst casting of all time. It's like some of the, like, so like honestly, like, across the board, yeah. has some of the worst casting I've ever seen. Yeah. So uh, uh,
1: all of that is.
0: Still better than those Pirates of the Caribbean movies, though. So there yeah, you are. Yeah, the Shot's first one is fired. okay. The first one's okay. <sighs>
1: Um, <laughs> I think after that, it, it, it. I I would rather watch the first parts of the Caribbean than watch Cutthroat Island again because I've had to watch that movie a lot recently to do my notes and everything for it, and it's a slog, man. That movie. It's a long
0: movie. It's a long, expensive movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, and you can see where the money went. It just. <sighs> Isn't good anyway,
0: yeah. But like when we're saying what would we rather watch here, would we rather watch the first pirates of the Caribbean, Cutthroat Island, or Muppet's Treasure Island? And Muppet's Treasure Island comes out on top, absolutely.
1: You've got Tim Curry need, as,
0: yeah, you don't need of, to spend yeah. all the money in the world, yeah, yeah, uh, it, yeah,
1: yeah it, 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 that's a no word. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, all, the only thing left to do then, uh, other than to say we will be back in two weeks' time to do more of this nonsense, is to say to my good friend Duncan. Say good night, Duncan.
0: It's to say to my friend, my good friend Duncan. Good night, Duncan. Ah! I don't even know if that was right, yeah. but who cares? It's all just nonsense. Ah.